You can't be a victim and a closer at the same time. What does that mean? And how does it affect your sales process? Every single message you deliver is really a sales call. Either you are selling or being sold. Salespeople love to brag about their skills. And the truth is, your success in closing sales depends on your skills, your abilities, and finding the right training. And the great news is, you have come to the right place here at The How to Sell Show with your hosts, Dale Bell and Scott Sylvanbell. And be sure to join the party at howtosell.live and download your copy of The 10 Common Mistakes Salespeople Make. Aloha from Sacramento, California. Today, I'm coming to you live from the How to Sell Show studios, and I want to give you a heads up. Today is going to be one of those uh, conversations that may ruffle some feathers, may hurt your feelings, may incite some emotions that you haven't had before, or you could just come along for the ride and be like, yep, I agree with what you're saying, Scott. So here's the thing. You can't be a victim and a closer at the same time. I want you to really think about this. It's not possible to be a victim and a closer at the same time. And let that sink in. So here's the thing. I've had the opportunity to ride and work with some very amazing salespeople, top-notch salespeople, what you would call a closer, what I would call a performer, people who are one step past a closer. And they are exceptional at what they do. And they have some traits. And they have some design and beliefs that they use. And it doesn't matter what you sell. It doesn't matter the industry you work in. There's things that go wrong. There's things that go sideways. There's things that are horrible. There's actions that other people take. And you take your pick. Whatever industry it may be, everybody's got problems. So it's not just you. And sometimes I'll work with salespeople who are struggling. And it becomes this thing of like, the it's the world against me. It's the world against me. And... I want to let you know that I myself have fallen for this in my life. Any conversation that I have with you, anything that I share on the How to Sell Show podcast or even in my, my YouTube videos or even in live training, most of the things that I share, I've lived through. And so I, I'll use myself as a prime example. And there's been times in my life where I look around and I'm like, how come everybody's against me? It's, it's me against the world. And I had to really reframe what I was doing and working with these amazing salespeople and working with these closers. I was able to find that there's some common threads and some really cool things. And when I really started to study what the best of the best of the best did, this was one of the traits that popped out. So here is a list of things that you may be constantly may constantly be getting caught up in may constantly have problems with, okay? Could be people in the office, the people that you work with. It could be other salespeople. It could be supervisors. It could be managers. It could be a business owner. It could be people outside of the office. It could be a relative, a neighbor, a friend, somebody on social media. It could be clients. It could be partial clients. It could be non-clients. Look, it could be the weather, Right. For some industries, for the people that are listening, like if the weather doesn't show, there's no deals to be had or deals are slower. Or if the weather does show, there's less deals to be had and less people to deal with. It could be the product that you sell, the service that you sell or the manufacturer. Things change. 
Uh, I can think back of a time where there was a product that I really liked selling because it had really cool features and it had an awesome price point and it made it really easy to sell. And I got caught up in selling the easy sell because of the price and because of the features. And when they, the manufacturer took away the features and this price point, I was stuck. I was stuck selling on price. I was stuck like, oh no, what am I going to do? How am I going to get this deal to close? What am I, what actions am I going to take? How, how, how can I make this? And I went into panic mode. So there are emotions that go through being a victim in sales. It could be other salespeople. Oh my goodness. You know, in, in the therapy sessions that I do when I, when I work with salespeople and closers and performers, sometimes that's what it is. It's therapy. It's just the person going, it's, it's this person. It's, it's the other company. It's the other salespeople. And what this is, is it's a way to take the pressure off of you and blame somebody else. It's the government. It's the government doing it, okay? So you think through, this list could probably go 20 or 30 more deeper. And if I didn't mention what your uh, gateway into victimhood is, then you could just say it out loud right now. What did Scott not include in this list? (laughs) I mean, it's pretty extensive. People in the office, people outside of the office, family members, friends, relatives, you know, uh, social media people, clients, non-clients, weather, non-weather, the product, the service, the manufacturer, other salespeople, other companies, the government. I mean, that's a pretty extensive list, but I'm sure that like one or two, maybe 20 things slip by, but just know that if you need to put something in there, that's cool too. So I want to give you the framework that I've seen uh, top producers use. Now, when I say top producers, I'm saying like the top 1% or the top the top 5 to Five percent, like the the people who are out there closing deals that you're looking at, going, how are they doing it? Okay, so first and foremost, um, closers find closers and performers find a way to focus on other things. Sure, all these things matter, but at the end of the day, in the deal, they don't matter. And I have seen regular salespeople struggle with deals that could have been closed. And I see closers and performers look at deals and be like, "Eh, all right, it was a little small roadblock and I just got to deal with it. Now, part of the reason they're able to do that could be a a couple of things. It could be their personality. Okay. It could be that they have trained extensively. It could be that they've role-played a ton, a ton. It could have been the amount of deals that they've lived through. You know, I have lived through some very weird situations in my life and I just have this saying, it's not the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me. And sometimes I'll say that in a presentation. Sometimes I'll say that working with a client or a potential client. And, you know, they may come back and go, Scott, I don't want to pay those fees for what you're charging to work with my team. And I just have to go, hey, this isn't the weirdest uh, question I've ever gotten. This isn't the strangest thing that's ever happened to me. Of course. I mean, any good business owner, any good client, any good buyer is going to want to have questions and want to know, why is this price the way that it is? And can you validate why it's real? That's really what that objection is, okay? But a victim's going to take it and go, why me? Why do I keep always getting asked that question? Why do I keep always getting asked or told that objection? Because you don't know how to answer it or you didn't prepare for it in the presentation. I will, I will share something with you that I find utterly amazing. And when I work with people... I look at the traits 
and I, I say, what is the difference between somebody who goes out there and closes a whole bunch of deals versus somebody who finds every single reason that they're a victim? And so I call it past-based, current-based, and future-based content and conversations. And it really comes down to where you are caught up. So past base is usually where victims and sales live. This happened to me, then that happened to me, then this happened to me. Oh, and this person did this. Current based conversations are usually what closers and performers have. They're like, hey, this is what I'm doing today. This is what I have going on right now. This is the deals that I have in the work. Now, people who are on their way to being closers are typically future-based, like looking forward, these are the things that I'm going to do. They're constantly talking about the future, but they're not necessarily getting anything done. So I really want to go back through this with you. People who struggle in sales typically talk about the past. Closers and people who are doing deals typically talk about today. And people who are on their way or could be struggling typically talk about the future. And so what it comes down to is people who talk about the past always find something relevant in it. And victims tend to go back to stories that make them relevant. I remember in 1979, I sold every person that came in. I remember in 1983 that I was the top salesman of the year. And like they, they tend to live in the past. I'm just giving you random examples. Closers, performers talk about today. This is what I got going on. This is what the future is. Now, there is a form of victimhood in sales where you constantly get caught into the future but you do nothing in the present. This is what I'm planning on doing. This is something I'm going to do. And I'm like, okay, great. Where's the action? Well, I'm going to do it. No, 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 no. Like action now. Talk about today. What are you doing right now? Okay. So you could be a victim falling for the trap of constantly talking about the future, but never, ever taking action. Okay. So when you're watching salespeople, when you're listening to the closers in your office that are around you, are they past-based, current-based, future-based? Where are their conversations? Now, sure, a closer may go, hey, you know, I remember a couple of years back, somebody did this. They're not living in the past. They're accessing their database. Unless they go, you know, since 1922, this has been happening to me and I've been having this problem. Now, one of the cool things when you layer this on top of past, present, and future top performing salespeople look at sales as a game. They look at how the clients interact as one set of rules. They look at their commission as another set of rules. They look at the sales team as another set of rules. And then they look at whatever guidelines they have from upper management or ownership as a set of rules. So there's like four bubbles there. And they lay them down and like, okay, where can they overlap? And where can I maximize to get the best action for myself. Not worried about, I'm not worried about what everybody else is doing. I'm not really, I don't really care what's going on. How do I figure out the rules for me so that I win? How do I figure out the rules for me that I win? And then like next on that is like, how do I figure out the rules for the people around me that I can bring up with me? Now, almost every top salesperson I know, almost every top salesperson I know is very giving with their time and their information until they're not. And when they're not, it usually comes down to when they've been disrespected. Not that they're being a victim. They just, they look around, they go, within these rules of the game, this person doesn't respect what I'm doing. So I am going to move on from here. 
So victims get caught up in the daily grind. They get called what I called stuck in the mud. They find all the reasons why something's going wrong. I like to refer to these as octopus objections. So not only do they get stuck in the mud, they find every reason why they can't. Oh, I can't do it because of this person. Oh, I can't do it because of the manufacturer. And it's like, where did all this negativity come from? Like, did you just take a big old swig of Haterade? Did you wake up this morning and have a blue hate special? Did you go to the store, to the dealership and buy a Lincoln Navigator? Like, what the heck is going on? And victims tend to find other victims. And this is why it's dangerous for you as a salesperson. Because if somebody is looking for a reason to be a victim in sales and a victim in business, they're going to find it. Now, I want to say, hey, look, there are legitimate things that happen to people, problems, and there are legal issues. I'm not talking about the real problems that people face. I'm not talking about the issues you may have with a manager. I'm not talking about the issues you may have with an employee, a a current person that you work with. I am, when I say a victim, I'm saying the person who finds every reason to not do something. So there's there's a closing line in sales. Are you looking for reasons to do this or not do this? Okay. I'm talking about the person who's constantly constantly looking for reasons to not do it. And they will throw out reason after reason after reason. And in in the face of logical information, it's like, where, oh my goodness, this is overwhelming. This negativity is overwhelming. Now, I will tell you, we're all irrational. You know, a couple years back, I'm, I'm at one of the longs on Oahu and I'm looking for a new sunblock and I'm pulling off the caps and the lids and smelling, smelling the sunblock. And a lady who worked at Long's, which is CBS, comes over and she's like, hey, can I help you? You're a little Lolo, which means crazy in Hawaiian slang pigeon. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I said, if I'm going to have to wear this sunblock all day long, I want it to smell good. And that smells like wet oatmeal and that smells like wet oatmeal. This one smells very nice. And she started to laugh. She's like, "That's I've never heard anybody say it like that. So understand. We are all irrational. So let's get that out of the way. I'm not talking about the people who have legitimate problems. I'm not talking about, you know, the the elements of irrational ability. I'm talking about the people who say and talk a big game but never do anything, okay? It's all hat, no cows, as they say in Texas. And the best of the best salespeople, they may complain. They may get upset at things, but they're like, that's out of my control. I can't control it. So it really comes down to what are the things that you can and what are the things that you can't control? You know, there's a lot of things out there that I can't control. The weather, politics, other salespeople, business owners, manufacturers. But at the end of the day, here is the things that I can control. Me, my emotions, my decisions, the rules that I decide to play within, how to modify the rules that I decide to play within, and the work that I put in. You know, I I tend to look at Life is problems or opportunities. And if I can solve enough problems, it creates enough opportunities for me. You know, I, I hear, hear Jay Abraham in the back of my head every time I think of this. And he says, your problem, which is my problem, is the solution to somebody else's bigger problem. And I think about that every time that I'm like, okay, why am I getting so wrapped up? Well, part of this comes down to rejection. Part of this comes down to things that go into the buckets of rejection. So when you take a look at rejection, there's time. I put time in this. There's effort. 
So I put time and effort into it. I put blood, sweat, and tears. There's time, effort, risk. You know, I could have lost everything. There's money. Look how much money I've put in there. There is identity. And identity is, this is who I am. I am a closer. And so sometimes what will happen is somebody who thinks that they're a closer and tells everybody there's a closer that they're a closer finds out that they're really not. So what they're doing is they're reacting to the situation and causing problems for themselves. So here's the thing. You can't be a victim and a closer at the same time. You can't be. It's not possible to have both those spaces checked off in your brain and say, here's what's going on. Now, can bad things happen to you? Absolutely. But if you go down the par- the path of saying everything is not my fault, then you're going to have a tough time being a closer or a performer when it comes to doing anything in the world of sales. Thanks for checking out this episode of the How to Sell Show. You can join the party at howtosell.live to get the show notes, links, updates on new episodes, recordings of previous episodes, articles, as well as videos. You may not know this sales secret, but sharing this episode with a friend will bring you good luck. See you soon. Mahalo.